covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad. This is IDP Nation. Manning back, bouncing fire to the far side. It's intercepted and running into a touchdown. Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down. That's a sack. Here are the hosts of IDP Nation. Hollywood and Kyle B. Welcome to IDP Nation, and we are live two weeks in a row, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you yeah. uh, you're really hooking us up with you know setting us up to go live here on Friday night. Pretty cool. Yeah, we're we're starting the year off with a bang. We're going live. <laughs> I mean. People can see our beautiful mugs, all this good stuff. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Well, they ain't got no choice. They have to look at us. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, we're back. That's probably more accurate. That's right. We're back. We're ready to rock. We got a lot going on. Big show tonight. Got a couple surprises. Kyle put together a heck of a, a show sheet. Hey, yeah, thanks, buddy. He did. A, you did a good job. Hey, I appreciate that, man. You know, uh, getting an attaboy from me is not easy. So, you know, I really appreciate when I get them. You know, that's not the easiest thing to do, I admit. Not everybody just gets an attaboy. No, it's don't hand those out willy nilly. It's tough love with you, man. It is. It is. It is. But that's how you learn. That's how you grow, Kyle. (laughs) Yes. If I just hand everything to you on a silver on a silver platter, you're not going to learn nothing. Right. No, it's true. That's true. I feel it's my yeah. duty to like mold you, take you <laughs> under my wing. I'm just, I don't yeah, know why you yeah. found this so funny. That, I, I just, you know, that's, uh, I appreciate it. You're welcome. I appreciate I'm, you I'm taking doing this the out of the kindness of my heart. I know you got a big heart, buddy. Put, putting up with me ain't easy. So I appreciate you, you know, dealing with it. Right. Enough kidding around, though. You you did a great job on the show sheet, though. By the way, that was uh, hey, thanks, buddy. I had some time today. I know you were busy, so I thought um, a couple ideas popped up in my head, and uh, thought, you know, some cool stuff to cover, maybe, and and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yep, like I said, you did a good job. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, I know uh, I teased it a little earlier through our Twitter handle, but. We had a couple surprises or whatever, so uh, we've actually got a question. They're curious, Kyle. They're, they already want to know. Lauren Lavalley wants to know. What's the secret? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it in just a minute. We'll get to it in just a minute. I think uh, I think people are going to like it, aren't they, Kyle? I showed you just before we jumped on. So. Yeah. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But with that said, we'll get started so we can uh, we can get to some of this stuff. If you want to go ahead and uh, hit the news and notes. Yeah, man, let's do it. Um, yeah, there we go. Okay, kicking it off here. Packers edge Darius Smith um, has been activated and will play tomorrow night against the 49ers. Um, and then another little Packers uh, news here. Packers cornerback Jair, Jair Alexander um, – is questionable, right? The last I saw, he was questionable for tomorrow's game, but he got limited practices in all week. And uh, one thing I didn't put on here is um, Whitney Merciless was activated as well with Sidarius. So um, 
Green Bay gets, you know, Zedarius obviously is huge. Um, I mean, just a just a real big impact for our team as far as pass rushing goes. So getting him back is huge. Um, and yeah, Whitney Merciless, if if he's ready to rock, it can you know rotate in. It definitely will help. And Jair, I mean, limited practices all week. Um, they had last, like I said, last I saw, he was still questionable, but trending in the right direction it seems. And I mean, getting him back, him and Zadarius are huge um, additions. Obviously, going into a really tough game tomorrow night. Um, so yeah, that's kind of. Go, go ahead. It's gonna be big getting both of them back, right? You expect Absolutely. them to play a lot? Do you think they'll kind of be limited? I mean, um, it, I would think Zadarius um is gonna be on a snap count. You know, being he hasn't played, he played a little bit early on, and he, you know, especially with a back, um, you know, yeah. him not not playing up till this point, he's been off for so long. So I don't, I mean, he's gonna be obviously fresh, not playing. So get him in there. Get, get them rolling, get them out, let them take a break, get rolling. You're like, and it, it, it'll keep the other guys fresh, Gary and Preston Smith a little bit too. And, you know, Zeke can make a big impact with, you know, 20, 25 snaps. That's for sure. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, and Jair, I mean, if he's a go, you think he should be out there quite a bit. And um, Jair and Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas, that's a nice trio for us um, at a corner. So um, pretty excited. Uh, tough game tomorrow night. Um, yeah. So and then on the uh, while we're talking about that game on the 49ers side, Nick Bosa was officially clear has officially cleared the concussion protocol today and will play tomorrow. Uh, and Fred Warner and Jimmy Garoppolo are both good to go as well for tomorrow. They didn't have any injury designation, um, so uh, looks like the 49ers are going to be you know at full strength with their guys. We're getting our our guys back that have been out a while, and you know they're gonna. They're going to have their guys who got dinged up last week. So um, that should be a hell of a game, man. Yeah, can't wait. They better not let me down, Kyle. <laughs> I they know. Better they better not, not, let me, better not let me down either. <laughs> I'm just saying I may have something in place on them. If they let yeah. me down, this is going to be bad. I might have I might have bet on them you myself. Might have to so. move. You might have to move <laughs> if they screw this up. I'm just I saying. might have to. Yeah, no, hey, hey, um, I get it. I, I you know, I don't want to, <laughs> obviously, I'm pulling for a Green Bay win. So, but I guess, uh, you know, in a fandom aside, both teams are getting key players in a huge game. So, um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fight. And it's going to be, uh, obviously, I'm heavily invested <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, always, the 49ers seem to have our number in the playoffs. So, you know, you know I saw an interesting, interesting uh, number that I just I never realized. But Rodgers is zero four all time in the playoffs against San Francisco. Yep. I had to go back and look it up. I, did, I just didn't yeah. believe it. I was like, "Wow." Yep. Yeah, they got our number, man. And yeah. and we beat we beat San Francisco earlier in the year, but that's not the same San Francisco team they have right now either. So, right. Um, yeah, they're tough. I mean. They run the ball so well, and you know, matchup wise, it's not great for us. We're not great against the run, you know, analytically. You look at the numbers, um, you know, Rodgers is our our key advantage on offense. Obviously, he's he's playing really well, and and you know, the, the 49ers they rush for and get pressure, they don't have to blitz a whole lot and still get pressure, so that's always dangerous, you know. And having obviously right. Nick, Nick Bosa being healthy is huge. 
and um, they got some other guys that can get stuff done. So it's and it's gonna be cold. <laughs> so yes, it it's is. gonna it's gonna be uh, winter Lambeau football at its finest. I I, I mean I live. Uh, about 100 miles from Lambeau, and it was minus 22 today when I got up. So, um, yeah, it's pretty brutal. My car almost didn't start. So, that was fun. Man, that's hey, but it started. And I got to work, so I I got I got you know I got the full day, and you know, thank goodness. That's a little chilly. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. It warmed up to uh, minus 10 at one point, so that was good. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> As long as it warmed up, you know, that's, that's what yeah. matters. Yeah, it was a heat wave by lunch. So, um, but yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, we'll move on to another game with some key players uh, here. Um, Sean McVay said that linebacker Ernest Jones and, lef- and left tackle Andrew Whitworth won't play Sunday. Taylor Rapp is also out Sunday as he's still in the concussion protocol. Um, so, yeah, there's, you know, Ernest Jones was starting to really um, play pretty well, you know, especially as a rookie for that defense. Um, he's been out here the last few weeks. Uh, Reader played a little better last week than he had been playing. Um, and then um, Traven Howard got some run as well. Um, he made a few plays out there. Uh, obviously, Andrew Whitworth, that tackles a loss. You know, you got to protect. And uh, Tampa's got some fierce rushers and Shaq Barrett and Pierre Paul and Joe Tryon Shoyinka. And it's – uh. And then Taylor Rapp, you know, that safety unit's banged up without Jordan Fuller. I mean, last week, you know, they they, they figured it out. Eric Weddle got a little bit of reps and, um, wow. you know, mixed it up with some of the other younger guys. And, yeah, and then um, uh, this is – I know we're a defensive show, but um, an- another offensive note for that game is Ian Rappaport said barring a set- – barring practice setbacks, he expects Leonard Fournette to play. He had that hamstring injury, so – um, yeah, that's, you know, some key players in that game. Well, for the Rams are out and it sounds like Tampa's going to get Fournette back. So, um, very, very, uh, tough matchup there as well. Be all these games yeah, are going to we'll be good. Get, yeah. We'll get into these matchups here in a little bit. Yeah. 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 So I was just, uh, say we'll dive into those later more. Um, Bengals defensive end, Trey Hendrickson, he cleared the league's concussion protocol. So it sounds like he's going to be a go. Obviously, um, he had a fantastic year in his first year in Cincinnati here, and he's a big uh, part of their defense. So um, he uh, he should be a go. And and even bigger news for you is Derrick Henry's a go. So That's what are we thinking right. there, man? How how pumped are you? I'm ready. We're ready to rock, baby. Tighten up, oh, right? Yeah. You ready to tighten up? I, so I, let me, oh, let me ask you this: It's I know going probably, down tomorrow. I'm telling you. Right, right, right. Uh, what's the word on what? what are you, what's the word on the street? What are you hearing, Henry? Is he? Is it like all go? Is it like limited touches? What do we got? Well, this is variable, so he comes from the the Belichick school, so he's yeah, not telling you point. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not telling you everything. So, yep, he's going to play. Yeah. Now, how the game runs or how it mm-hmm. goes. I think would determine a lot. I think, you know, 15, 20 carries would be ideal because I don't think you're going to – I wouldn't expect 30 carries like him getting, but if you can get 15 to 20 out of him, then I think that's they'll be happy with that. Um, And I think think they're really hoping things go well where they can just let him just pound in the fourth quarter. I I think that's – Right, yeah. Control the ball on the clock. 
Exactly. But yeah, I mean, he's back from everything I've seen and everything I've heard. He's, <coughs> he's, he's back. Okay. Winter's here. It's time, it's time to get nasty now. All right, man. Yeah. That's like right. I said, we'll dive, we'll dive in a little more on these games later, but uh, I dig it, my yep. man. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay um, was arrested for a misdemeanor property damage uh-huh. Wednesday night. And then uh, today Andy Reid came out and said he returned to practice and will play Sunday. Um, I didn't read into it a ton. Um, just so, something yeah. about um, I guess he went over to his uh, baby's mother's house or whatever and destroyed a vacuum cleaner or something. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm not speculating I there. I, I, I don't read know about I these guys sometimes. I just yeah. Sometimes yeah. they're their own worst enemy. I think. Yeah, um, I didn't read into it a whole lot. Uh, definitely not a good situation. Um, I just saw today that Andy Reid said he will he practice and he will play, and I, I didn't read into a whole lot. I'm not going to speculate there. Obviously, not not a good situation there. Um, and then I. I think I had one yeah, last piece of news. Uh, the Ravens have parted ways with defensive quarter, coordinator Don Wink Martindale. Uh, Martindale joined, yeah, yeah. Martindale joined the Ravens in 2012 as their linebackers coach and moved in as the coordinator into the coordinator role in 2018. Um, <clears throat> the Ravens finished 19th in points allowed and 25th in yards allowed this season, both of which were the lowest ranking since Martindale became the team's coordinator. Uh, I believe he also had one more year left on his deal. And um, yeah, they decided to part. Sounded like just, uh, you know, going in a different direction. And so they parted ways. And uh, so that that's definitely something to keep tabs on here on what, you know, what, what route they go DC wise, you know, um, I, you know, I thought Martindale might, uh, obviously with one year left, might finish the contract out and see what's up. But, yeah, so that's something to keep an eye on here through the offseason. And um, that's that's all I got here for the news and notes, my man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, as always, we gotta we got to pay a few bills. And uh, I know people are – Curious to what the what the secrets are or whatever. So if they're listening, as you know, we have um, we have a couple of listener leagues. Uh, we have uh, IDP Nation Listener League One and Two. Um, then we have the Devi IDP Grind podcast, or I mean Listener League, which is the uh, Campus to Canton, which is uh, basically two leagues. So. Um, I reached out to one of our sponsors, Trophy Smack. You hear us talk about them every week, all the good stuff they've got, all the good stuff they've got going on. And uh, after some back and forth, I was like, hey, you know, we would like to do something special for our listener league winners. And they're like, sure, uh, just let us know at the end of the season. We'll help you out. And um, I was like, that would be great. And I had no idea what they were going to send us, but – so yeah, let's see if I can do this here. So they've sent us four rings. Don't know if I can get the glare off of them here. So they got four rings here. So we will be sending these out to our listener league winners. So I'll be in touch. I'll go back and look at our listener league. Listener league, see who the winners were. I'll be in contact. 
get your mailing address and I'll be shipping you a ring. Uh, like I said, it comes nice packaging. It's in the box. Uh, trophy smack, all that good stuff. Um, I thought that was very, very nice of them to do. Um, especially since they didn't have to, but it was, it was no problem. I mean, it comes in a nice package. It's nice, heavy rings. You've heard me talk about them before. These things are heavy. I mean, they're not cheaply made, um, and they look great. I mean, if you're looking. Yeah, they're, not, they're sharp, man. Those things are they're nice. There's the football. FFL champion. Then on this side, you've got, you've got the trophy. I mean, they're thick. They're nice and heavy. And uh, we so appreciate them for doing this. Yes. Uh, they didn't have to, and they was like, no, man, you all help us out with uh, promoting our site and stuff. We'd be glad to do it. So, so we've got something nice for you guys. Um, and talking with them, this is going to be a yearly thing. So that's cool for our uh, for all of you that play in our listener leagues. Just know that, you know, now that when you win or if you win, if you can beat us, um, you're going to have a nice little reward, something to show off at the end of the year and uh, uh, be proud of it. I'm telling you, it's some really good stuff. So if you're not in our listener league, shame on you. You need to be <laughs> in one. Uh, but if just in general, if your normal leagues, they've got rings, they've got trophies, they've got plaques, they've got some belts. Those belts are super nice. I mean, if they're anything like these rings – I can't imagine because they're just, I've seen them, but they, I've not seen one in person, but on their site, you can customize, you can do anything you want with them. Um, so be sure to check them out and uh, uh, get something for your champ, uh, your league champion or whatever. Um, that was very nice of them, Kyle. No, man, that that's awesome. Um, those rings yeah. are Dude, they're they're cool looking, like you said. They're nice and heavy, well made, and I think th those listener leagues are super competitive, and it's a really cool prize, you know, to someone who like just, you know, it's tough competition, so it's a it's a really cool prize to win at the end, and that, that's super super awesome of them to uh, to send one for each league too, right? That's that's just awesome, and hey, right, and well, uh, kudos the kudos to you though for for getting the hookup. That's you reached out. And, yeah, thanks, you know, man. I mean, that's awesome. I, you know, they're one of our sponsors, and we mention them every week. We've got a link. Go to uh, you can actually go to IDP Nation uh, Twitter account. It should be on there. You know, you can. They got a special link uh, where you can get a discount through us. So I was like, well, we promote them every week. Let's try and see if we can do something nice for our listeners and our uh, league players. And um, they were like, sure, man. Hit us up. Be sure to. Let us know, and uh, they actually wanted to. Uh, they actually wanted to send them directly to the winners, and I was like, "Well, they don't know that they're getting them yet. Uh, can you send them to me, and then I'll send them out because we're going to put them on the show and promote it and, and do all that." But Stephanie's like, "No problem at all." So, yeah, we thank them uh, so much, and yeah, Lauren, they are pimp rings. Um, there's going to cool. be some people walking around with some shiny bling bling on, you know, they can brag about it. So I, I just <laughs> thought it was something nice to do for them, our listeners. Yep. You know, they listen to us every week. They play in our leagues. And I thought, you know, let's do something nice for them. So yeah, um, definitely 
thank you, Trophy Smack, for doing that. Yeah, awesome. That um, was very cool then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. We'll get into uh, something else here in a minute. But uh, you want to go ahead and start with the main event? You set this up. I'll let you run with it. All right, man. Yeah, no. Um, so for t- for the main event tonight, we are going to um, hit up the rookie review on the linebacker group from this season. And I think the plan is we're going to pick, you know, go down the line here uh, and next week pick another rookie position group and just cover the top scores from um, from that. This is based off the IDP Nation Listener League on MFL. So we got the top 15 scores. Um, of the linebacker rookie linebackers from the IDP listener league, listener league and all the stats that come along that I read off here are off of PFR. Um, so we'll just, uh, we'll go through them, talk a little about, we'll talk a little, little bit about them and, and see where these guys fell as far as, uh, you know, the top 15 here. Um, so number one, like no surprise at all, uh, Micah Parsons, he scored 258.6 points this year. Um, his season stats, he played 84% of Dallas's defensive snaps. It was 904 total defensive snaps. Um, he finished the year with 84 tackles, 64 solos, uh, 20 tackles for loss, 13 sacks, 30 quarterback hits, three passes defensed, and three forced fumbles. Um, just, just quite the season, man. <laughs> he's unreal. Yeah, he's a, he was a machine. I know he kind of slowed down there towards the end, but. Oof, yeah. man, if you it know, wasn't for him, just think how bad a shape they'd have been in. Right. And, you know, we talked about him last week when we did the, you know, the award show, but like it, the fact that he was such a high impact player at linebacker and as an edge defender when they really needed him to, when that group got banged up, is just the impact he made at both spots is just awesome as a rookie. And it, I mean, you just don't see that. It's, it's crazy. Um, Especially it's, from a rookie. You're, you're, you're telling a rookie he has to play defensive end, outside linebacker and inside linebacker. Right. Yeah. That would just be for ninety five percent of the players. That would be too much as a rookie. You just couldn't handle it. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, he was just fantastic, man. Um, yeah. So no surprise, he's number one, and he, he's. I mean, just gonna keep getting better too. Un- unbelievable. I mean, don't know that he'll hit as high as sack total, you know, 13 sacks is a bunch because he might not play as much on the edge. I don't know that, you know, but like, obviously this, this year he fell into a situation where they really needed him out there to, they didn't have anybody. And, and, um, but I mean, I, I expect to uh, see some pretty solid numbers and from here on out from Parsons, dude is absolute monster. Uh, Number two was Nick Bolton at 205.5 points. Um, He played 60% of the defensive snaps on the year, uh, 624 total defensive snaps. Um, He finished the season with 112 tackles, 70 solos, 11 tackles for loss, three pass defense, one fumble and one fumble recovery for a touchdown. So, um, I mean, the the problem with the Chiefs, we everybody talks about it. If you play IDP, and a lot of people in the in the IDP community, analysts, uh, players, everything. Um, Spags, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, he just it what his linebacker uses just never makes sense, and it's super frustrating. So, Bolton's stats are pretty impressive when you consider, you know, his stat his snap shares week to week were inconsistent when he was out there for a big chunk. He, he he put up some stats, um, but he finished the year. I mean, it's pretty solid totals there. 
Yeah, I like Bolton. I mean, yeah. Naturally, I got to see a ton of him because he come from Missouri, which is in the yep. SEC. But yep. I mean, if you're once we start going down some of these other ones here, aside from Parsons, he had a big gap on the rest of the field. Right. That position. Um, mm. Of course, Parsons with his incredible season just kind of stood out. But, you know, Bolton's only playing. I'm kind of looking down through here. He only played 60%, which I thought that number would have been a little bit higher. But there's a number of players, including Parsons on this top 15, that mm-hmm. played more snaps than him. So, um, but that's I just think- part of that's part of that whole Kansas City linebacker frustration that we've been experiencing, you know, for the last how many years. It's just you look at you look at his week to week snap shares, and they're just all over it. It'll be you know I'm looking like. Week seven, 84%. Week eight, 72%. And then, boom, week nine, 43%. Week 10, 35%. You know, it's just – it's all over the place. And then he finished the year. He had a full snap share game. Week 15, he played 79, 99%. Next week, 39%. You know, it's just – the snap shares were all over, and that's the part of the deal with Spags there is is he just – I mean, he just likes Ben Neiman and Hitchens and all these guys, and it's like, dude, just play. Which I Bolton. don't understand. I don't yeah. understand that. I mean, maybe it's because they've got a little more experience, but right. No, yeah, just just, yeah. just put Bolton out there. Just put Willie Gay out there and be yeah. done with this. You know, that's your that's your two best ones right there. So, yeah, I, and as far as the Bolton Willie Gay thing, like it's it's Bolton for me, and I'm not really um, thinking it's too particularly close. As far as oh yeah, for sure, for sure, Bolton's you know, the stud, and I think yeah, we've he's, not even begun to see what he's going to do. So yeah, and, and it's you know it's tough to you know project like okay next year he should get more snaps. He should, yes. You know, will he or will they keep mixing in all these other guys that shouldn't you know shouldn't be? Oh, he's got know. to. Wouldn't you imagine? I mean, you got to have a little hope that they do put him out there more, throw the dot on his helmet, and like let him run the show. Being that he's ready, so and if that happens, I think it's wheels up in year two. He, I mean, that's that. I mean, pretty solid stat line when you consider yeah. his week to week snaps here. You know, triple digit tackles, hundred twelve, and then eleven tackles for loss too. I mean, making plays behind the line. So, um, love Bolton's uh, you know aspects going forward. Well, that's um, always been his game, just a downhill tackling machine. Um, like I said, he done the same thing at Missouri. I mean. Uh, wasn't a lot, wasn't huge as a pass rusher, but they didn't need him to be. I mean, he played right. the run, shut it down, and just—I mean, just a playmaker yep. for them. So box box presence, and he, you know he's a leader yep. out there. Um, exactly. Yeah. So uh, you know we're both Bolton fans, like you said. You saw yep. a lot of them in the SEC. Um, so yeah, uh, really excited for him year two. You know, and Parsons and Bolton. You know, like you said, Parsons was obviously in a tier by himself. But as far as just talking straight. Uh, IDP fantasy points, you know, Bolton too was way ahead of the rest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's 50 points behind Parsons, but he's actually 50 points ahead of the next guy who's third. So, you know, that the, the, the almost 60, right? Exactly. So that's how far ahead he was of the next guy. So it's, you know, he right. pretty, pretty dang good rookie season for Bolton as far as IDP, um, Rookie, you know, fantasy points go goes anyway. Um, so yeah, so number three is Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Um, he scored 148.9 points. Um, he had a 65% snap share on the year and played 598 defensive snaps. 
Um, he finished with 76 tackles, 49 solo, three tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, four pass defense, and two force fumbles. Um, you know, when, when he was out there, he's he's uh, he's a difference maker. Um, just another situation where it took him a little while to get out there. He got a little dinged up, but um, he definitely um, – you could see the impact he was making when he got out there. I'm um, just looking at his week to week snap share here. It it really kind of, he had a big uptick there in week five. Um, he was 91% snap share week five, 85% week six. Then it dipped. Um, or then he got hurt actually. He got hurt after the week six game. Then he returned to week ten and it was a low snap share. And then he finished strong weeks twelve through uh, seventeen. You know he was 75 or above, 75%, 90%, 90. So like when he was healthy, once he got you know, into the rotation at a big part, um, he was, he, you know, they, they they were rolling with him and he was making a big impact out there. So um, I'm, I'm excited for, for JOK in year two. How about you? Yeah. Um, it's almost like they kind of didn't know where to put him at first. Like you said, he got banged up, um, yep. missed some time. So I think that was part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, uh, he played really well for them. Like you said, when he was on the field, he, he was a difference maker. Yep. Um, you know, he played 65% um, of the snaps, and he almost played as much as Bolton, who only played 60%. So they were just like uh, 26 snaps difference. Yep, um, pretty close. Uh, the difference, I guess, is that JOK is going to be more of your pass rusher. Um, top he's or, a, And he's a space guy, you know. He, he, yeah. So, I mean. But I was surprised to see the four pass deflections. I thought that was uh, – that shows me that he's paying attention or being, you know, being effective in coverage when they're asking him to drop. He's not just a one-trick pony where he's pinning his ears back and going and get after the quarterback. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, he – he uh, he's, he's, he's quite the weapon out there. He's uh, – He's you know smaller build, but super athletic, and you know just uh, brings a lot to the table as far as whether it's against the run. He's a heat seeking missile out there. The dude is explosive. <laughs> yes, he can he cover. Is. He can cover. He makes big. I mean, just he's a playmaker, and like you said, his impact was pretty obvious when he was out there. So another guy I'm excited for year two. Um, he's going to be a big part of that Cleveland defense going forward. <clears throat> I know a lot of the Cleveland fans are excited for him. So definitely. Uh, excited about JOK. So those top three guys are, you know, guys we're really excited for year two at Parsons, Bolton, JOK. Um, this guy at number four is more, is it's one of those deals where it's position designation, depending on your uh, platform you use on MFL. Um, it's, it's, it's Ojolari from the giants. He is, it, you know, he's an edge rusher. He's designated as a linebacker um, on MFL. So he falls in at number four with 129.1 points. Uh, he played 67% of the snaps. Uh, it was 280. Oh, that's probably not right. I might have had a typo there. I'll look that up after. So 67% of the snaps, uh, 49 tackles, 29 solos, eight tackles for loss, eight sacks, and 13 quarterback hits. Um, so Aziz Ojolari had a really nice year. Um, I think we'll probably talk about him when we talk about the defensive end or edge group because he does fall into that court category as well. Exactly. I just thought, you know, we'll talk about him again there. And I thought it was just worth mentioning that where he falls in with this rookie linebacker group being that he is designated a linebacker on MFL. 
Yeah, I mean, so if you're if you can pl- if you're playing him as a linebacker, you got to love the fact that he's getting a lot of sacks. Eight sacks as a rookie. I mean, I know Parsons had thirteen, but eight sacks as a rookie. That's pretty impressive, and he really fits. I know Peter, one of our listeners, kind of uh, mentioned this. He's wanting to understand the game in general more. Um, I think this is a good, a good um, example of what you need to look for. Uh, listed as a linebacker because he's playing that outside line, outside linebacker or edge, as we said, not outside linebacker. He's listed as a linebacker, but he's playing more defensive end mm-hmm. because the Giants run that four-three scheme, which is two defensive ends, two D tackles with three linebackers behind it. Um, but there's certain players that fit certain schemes just better. And Ojolari is one of them. I, the Giants, for as long as I can remember, have been always able to tune in and get that edge rusher, whether it's defensive end, <clears throat> whether it's an outside linebacker. I mean, you go all the way back to the days of Lawrence Taylor, um, who was just a freaking monster maybe one of the best defensive players I've ever seen play. I mean, he was, yeah, what he, he was able to do was crazy, but yeah, um, absolutely. You know, Ojalari coming in and playing that defensive end spot. I think he was a great fit for him. I think um, coming from Georgia was a little bit of a transition, but I think he fit. I mean, his game transitioned well, and it helped that he had a stud in Leonard Williams playing opposite him. A lot of times, when these rookies come in, I think it's, I think kind of where they struggle is it's, it's one thing to make the leap from college to the pros, but if you're asking them to carry the team or lead the team, I I think that's just a little bit much for them. You know, Parsons has got Vander Esch and he had uh, Demarcus Lawrence and some of those guys, Keanu Neal, he had those for the leadership. He didn't have to carry that role. Same thing with Ojolari. He had Leonard Williams. He had a Blake Martinez till he got hurt. Um, he had uh, uh, Jabril Peppers and those guys. So I think Ron Logan. So he could just go in there and feel free and just play his game. And I think it was a perfect match. I mean, that's the type of guys I'm looking for. Yeah. And uh, I had a typo there. He played 780 defensive snaps. So pretty healthy uh, snap number there. Um, yeah. That's I a mean, lot of snaps for a rookie. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, huge, well, they, they needed, they needed pass rush help big time. And they got Ojolari in the second round, which is a nice value. And he, I mean, eight sacks as a rookie is pretty dang solid. So, um, yeah, he's a good player. I mean, we'll see what happens with the whole edge designations, you know, whether, you know, on MFL or whatever platform you use, if he's a DL, obviously he's even more valuable, but you know, this year, being as it was, he landed as a linebacker, and that's where he fell in with the group was number four. So, really nice year out of Ojolari. Um, number five is Jamin Davis from the Washington football team. 123.5 points, 56% snap share, 581 defensive snaps <clears throat> for Jamin. 76 tackles, 48 solos, three tackles for loss, and one sack. Um, he was one of the hottest uh, rookie IDP names, you know, got some buzz pre-draft, 
You know, he was a player trending. He had, he's got the build, the length, the, the athletic numbers, you know, the production is last year. Um, everybody was real excited about him. He went super early in the draft as far as being a first-round pick. I think it was 19 overall, 16 overall, 19 overall, whatever. Um, first-round pick, and he went to a spot, <clears throat> you know, where it, it, there was an opening for, for linebacker, a, a young linebacker to come in and make an impact being what the – the linebacker group in Washington looked like obviously Cole Holcomb really emerged this year. Um, but you know, so I was excited. A lot of people were excited. It wasn't quite the year we were all hoping on a Jamin Davis as it was for a lot of these rookies besides Micah Parsons. So um, <clears throat> it's his snap share was kind of all over week to week. You know, it was pretty slow to start and then it jumped for a few weeks mid season and it went back down and it would, you know, it spike weeks due to injuries. Um, there were some flashes, but, you know, not quite what everybody had hoped being, you know, he was one of the hottest names, you know, gaining buzz pre-draft and post-draft, definitely one of the hottest IDP name rookie names out there. And then <clears throat> this last week, Ron Rivera was talking about a little bit, how they were going to take a look at how they want to, how, how they're going to address using him going forward as far as they're not sure that basically they were saying they draft him to play the middle linebacker spot, but they're not sure that's a fit. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. But don't you kind of think Cole Holcomb with the season he had that kind of changed things. I mean, they drafted Davis to be that guy in the middle and then Holcomb comes in and just has one hell of a year, man. Just, Oh yeah. Cole Holcomb was awesome. I, I think, Absolutely. I think he put the, the bug in their ear. Hey, I need to be the one in the middle. Um, if he's not in the middle, do you, how do you see Davis being an outside linebacker? Do you think he's, do you think that's something he can handle? Which I, I believe he can, but I mean that's a little bit of a different switch there from inside to outside. I mean, I think you're looking at playing him on the weak side, you know, or maybe strong side, even whatever right. they want to do, whatever they want to do as far as what they feels best for him. If they want him to play over the top of the tight end on the strong side, or you know, run and chase on the weak side, um. I just think that what they're looking at is he's probably not ready to handle the Mike linebacker, middle linebacker responsibilities as the play caller. You got to set the defense. I mean, you got a lot of reads to make and you got responsibility. You can't just, you know, it's not just run and chase or whatever, you know, um, it's, it's a big jump. And he was the one thing with him was, you know, he had a nice pr production his last year, but he was relatively inexperienced. When you looked at his previous years, there wasn't a whole lot. He didn't have a whole lot of reps, you know? So, He's got all. He's got the build. He's got the long arms, athletic build. Um, I mean, the athletic numbers were off the charts as far as how he tested, and um, he's got the full package. It's just you know, experience of putting it together, and it's yeah. just something to something to watch going forward. How they want to use him and Holcomb together could be a, a, a could be a really nice duo. And um, yeah, just you know, that was that was the latest uh, little blurb out of uh, Ron Rivera. So I thought that was something to mentioned and keep an eye on going oh yeah here. definitely interesting but I mean, that's I, I just think holcomb made a big impact made made this kind of brought this to light right yeah i know i mean in you know the last week here he, you had david mayo playing more snaps than davis that's not a great sign at the last week but yeah, it was the last but it was the good. <laughs> no not at all it was the last week of the year so whatever but i mean with davis i'm definitely holding him i mean he's oh, got yeah, the, for sure he's you know 
you're hoping year two is gonna be better, and he'll have another year off season to get acclimated with the the system and the whole off season program and everything. And um, he's got everything you look for as far as you know athleticism, size, ability. It's just um, you know he's got the draft capital too. They invested a big time capital in him, so everything's a, a hold for me. And let's just hope year two is better. I mean, just. Counting on rookies the first year, just it ain't gonna work out for you in general. It's it's always slow. Even though we get excited, it's always slow. <laughs> right. Um, next guy is a guy I know you're a fan of. Number six on the list is Derek Barnes from Detroit, 117.1 points, um, 39% snap share, 448 defensive snaps on the year, 67 tackles, 42 solos, four tackles for loss, two sacks, two pass defense. Yeah, Derek Barnes, I mean, 39%. That's actually a little low or lower than I expected. Um, I know he kind of didn't take over that a major role till later, but um, they, they don't really have enough. You know, they got rid of Jamie Collins. They moved on from some of their guys. So, you know, I think later in the season you saw – Derek Barnes and you saw Jalen Reeves Maven too. They they wanted to see what they had in their well, team. Al- Alex Anzalone was the the main dude. He was every down out there every right. down. So I mean yeah. they just that never changed. And um and then right. Reeves Reeves like you said Reeves Maven former Vol shout out Vols right. Um his right. his role grew his his role grew at the end of the year and <clears throat> Barnes stayed about the same. Um you know Barnes's snap shares were just low he was just super he was making splashes you know as far as you know showing up in the box score weekly but his snap share was low he was just super efficient as a tackler and it's right. kind of hard to sustain if you're not out there for a ton of snaps because it's just not sustainable playing you know 30 percent of the snaps each week but um and i don't so, know what you know, do with anzalone uh, so anzalone but- i was just gonna say i looked up anzalone is going to be a free agent so um so i i thought so but i wasn't sure Yep, I was saying so that kind of tells me that may be co- part of the reason we saw the uptick with uh Jalen Reeves and Maven. If that's the case and Anzalone is gone, then I, I think Derek Barnes takes on a bigger, much bigger role next year because I could actually see it being him and Reeves and Maven being the two guys there. Um, I, I just uh. I was surprised that that number was kind of low. Uh, you know, you, you said 39%. I would have guessed at least 45, 50%. But yeah, um, early on, he didn't play a lot of snaps early on. It was right. it was kind of after they got rid of Jamie Collins. You know, they kind of made those moves early in the season. Then you started seeing that pick up for him. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's like you said, he's super efficient. Um, mm-hmm. So now if you can <clears> give him a bigger role – with more volume mm-hmm. with that efficiency, I think that translates well to, to some big numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I dig it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess uh, one of the big things to watch is to see if they, they do let Anzalone walk or bring him back or what happens there. And if he, I mean, if he leaves, that leaves a ton of vacated snaps for a guy like Derek Barnes to eat up in year two. So um yeah, definitely dig that for sure. Uh, next guy on the list, um, number seven on the list is Pete Werner from New Orleans. 108 points, uh, 40% of the 40% of defensive snaps, 394 total defensive snaps, 
uh, 62 tackles, 36 solos, uh, four tackles for loss for Werner. Um, he was one of those guys. Um, he was a second round pick. I really liked him. The more I watched him, the more I, I liked his game. You know, after New Orleans took him in the second round, I went back and watched him again. I was like, yeah, this guy can play for sure. Um, he moves really well for a guy of his size. Um, and he's got a total package. You know, he, I think he's going to be a real solid contributor in New Orleans going over. So beginning of the season, um, he didn't really – first couple weeks, didn't see much out of him. And then in week three, he got his first start. And then he started five games in a row there. Um and that's kind of where we saw him splat, you know, hit the box scores and come up for us in week four, bang, 10 combined tackles. Um, week five, he played 82 snaps week five, um, 13 tackles. And then, you know, week seven, 70%. And then it started to trickle down a little bit. And that's kind of when I believe when Quan Alexander started to get more involved in the rotation there um, with him and Demario Davis getting, getting more of the snaps. So Werner kind of, you know, he had that he had that spike run where we started to see him hit some you know those those double digit tackle numbers and then it you know his snap share just dipped and that's why his production dipped obviously and that's kind of the emergence of uh, when when Quan Alexander kind of got back to rolling again and then we had you know so it was a big lull there for a while and then uh, week um, sixteen he played every defensive snap sixty five snaps and he had a ten tackle day so. Just looking looking at the week to week snap share and production is when Pete Werner gets a good healthy snap share, he looks like he's got pretty dang solid tackle numbers. So um, that is definitely encouraging. And uh, Quan Alexander will be a free agent this offseason. So if he's not brought back, that leaves snaps for a guy like Pete Werner eat up. And and uh, Werner showed that with with a like I said with a big snap share that he, he can produce. So. Could be him and Demario Davis next year. That would be exciting. Um, so keep an eye on what they do with Quan. Yeah, I mean Quan's just had so many injuries and whatever. Uh, kind of older with Warner, kind of piggybacking off of what you said. I'm looking here. He had let's see one, two. Th- he had four games where he played forty percent or more of the defensive snaps, four games. In three of those four games, he had double-digit tackles, 10, 13, and 10. The other game, Mm -hmm. he had six. So, uh, you know, like you said, give him the volume he has shown that he can produce. Uh, And I think that's where it's going to go. I mean, I know they drafted Zach Bond. He's kind of more of an outside guy. Uh, But I like what you're saying with uh, Demario Davis and Pete Warner – there in the middle. I think those are the two guys that make it run on in that second level. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you've got uh, Hayward and you've got um, not Hayward, Jordan, sorry, Cameron Jordan, and you've got Marcus Davenport who showed flashes. If you can get those bookends pass rushing, these linebackers, Davis and, and Warner, they're going to have a big, big, big numbers. And I like Warner. I, I, I just think mm-hmm. he's a good fit with them. So yeah, yeah. like him. I want to yep. see that. No, I want to see that uh, snap count go up because I think yep. that's where it's at. No, I, yeah, t- totally agree. I think we're on the same line there. We want to see him get more reps and and keep an eye on if you know, like Detroit. We said with Anzalone, keep an eye on if if Quan goes somewhere else this off season. 
Um, next guy is um, Jason Odafe Owe. Jason Owe Odafe Owe, um, 103 points, um, 65% of the snaps, 615 uh, total defensive snaps, 33 tackles, 23 solos, five tackles for loss, five sacks, 15 quarterback hits, three forced fumbles, uh, two fumbles recovered. Uh, Owe falls in the same category as we talked about Aziz Ojolari. He's a pass rusher. Um, it, in uh, Baltimore's three-four scheme, he's an outside linebacker, pass rusher. But on MFL, he's designated a linebacker. A lot of your formats, you might be designated as a defensive lineman, which is obviously increasing value. But he had a you know pretty pretty nice rookie season with five sacks. Um, and you know he's a player athletically. He's got all the tools for a pass rusher, man. Um, really, and he's filling the Matt Judon role. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's what he's been doing. And, and, you know, in just to what we talked about earlier with Wink Martindale getting let go is, you know, keep an eye on what that scheme is going to look like. Um, follow our buddy Trip, Shout out Trip because he'll probably be all yep. over that. Trip, Trip, uh, <laughs> he's one of the best when it comes to schemes. So um, definitely. Yeah, he's look- all over that stuff for sure. Yeah, we'll be on the lookout for that. <clears throat> and we'll, we'll have him on the show. Here oh, yeah, we will. For sure. Definitely, definitely that. Um, love talking with Trip. But yeah, OA, um, nice rookie season. Like I said, MFL right now, this season, he was designated linebacker. We'll see what happens going forward. Has more value if he's a defense lineman or edge in your league because that's what he is. Um, number nine, uh, Baron Browning from the Broncos, 89 points on the year, 60% of the defensive snaps, 528 total defensive snaps, uh, 58 tackles, 32 of them solo, two tackles for loss. Um, Baron Browning was a guy, another rookie that, Slow. He was injured early before the season, and in the start of the year, didn't see any reps. He, he had a slow start to the whole, you know, op, you know, end of the off season training camp deal. He, he had some soft tissue injuries, I believe, or something. Didn't see much reps early on, and then, you know, the Denver linebackers just got straight decimated with injuries with Jose Jewell, um, AJ exactly. Johnson getting hurt. So it was, and then Justin Strenad was a guy I really liked. Uh, he got his chance, and he just didn't do anything with it. Didn't play very well. Uh, was disappointing. So, uh, Baron Browning, once he got healthy, you know, you, you look here in week eight is his first start. So, midseason, boom, week eight, 97% of the snaps, 68 snaps on the day, eight tackles right out the gate, his first, you know, action. Then he started um, – the way out he missed a couple games of injury i believe in between here and there but i mean from there on out his snap shares when he was healthy were were were, were up there and you know he had some nice games so um he obviously did, but- uh just gonna say obviously it looks like they were really getting to see what what he brings you know to the defense so should, should be a part of what they got going forward yeah this is this situation is so is is really tricky because like you said you mentioned most of them you got browning you got aj johnson you got josie jewel i should mention um josie jewel and aj johnson are both going to be free agents too they are both going to be free agents yes um i have to think they bring aj johnson back josie jewel i'm not so sure Mm. um and maybe they don't bring Johnson back either, uh, but they got the they had the guy from Division Two, Jonas Griffith, who stepped up. Played well. I like I like him really, really good. I mean, we don't really know what's going on in Denver right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But who's to say that they won't roll with Jonas Griffith and Baring Browning? Um, I think, not to get off the topic here a little bit, but I think if you're looking at free agency, AJ and and, uh, Josie Jewell are both free agents. AJ would be the guy that's likely to command more interest. Um, Cause I think to this point in their careers, he's been the better player um, and he's a tackling machine. I mean, he's VFL represent um, kind of <laughs> like Jalen Reeves, Maven. I mean, that's what they do. They're just tackling machines. I mean, they yep. just see ball, find ball, Nick Bolton, see ball, find ball, go get it. Yep. Um, so there will always be a place for those guys and they're not bad in coverage. Um, Josie Jewell, I know there's some question marks about him. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Denver does. Do they mm-hmm. go with these young guys? Yep. Uh, do they stick? You know, do they say, look, we know you were hurt. We like what you got. Do they mm-hmm. go back with Jewel and Johnson for one year deals or whatever? Maybe, maybe a couple year deals or whatever. I don't see either one of them commanding big contracts. Right. Yeah. On the open market. So maybe uh, Denver makes them an offer, brings them back, which is not a bad thing, really. I mean, if it was me, I would definitely bring back A.J. Johnson and put him with Jonas Griffith and uh, uh, Baron Browning. Maybe let that be your three <coughs> linebackers. Uh, and I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Josie Jewell back. I've been one of his biggest fans, as everybody knows, and let him be that fourth linebacker. If you can do that, <coughs> I think that's a pretty damn solid linebacker group right there. Um, all of them's a little bit different, but yeah, Browning um, definitely uh, made an impact. Um, let's see, he had one, two, three, four, five. He had five games. Once he become a starter, he had five games with eight or more or seven or more tackles. So. Mm-hmm. Um, his big game was against Cincinnati, 10 tackles, six solos, uh, played a hundred percent of the snaps. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he's definitely part of the future. Um, only had, he only had five missed tackles, 7.9% missed tackle rate. So that's pretty low. Yeah. You definitely want anything on that category. You want it under 10. So I think a lot of times from what I'm seeing, with rookies, that missed tackle rate, it tends to be a little bit higher just because of the jump, just because of the getting acclimated to, you know, the NFL or whatever. You tend to see that missed tackle rate a little higher for rookies. Um, So the fact that he's under 10, I like that. That's that's pretty impressive for me. Yeah, man, good stuff. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. uh, That Denver linebacker situation is something to keep an eye on. And, you know, obviously, uh, Vic Fangio's gone. So, going to be some decisions to be made there. That's a Denver's a team that's got some, you know, a good good build to make something happen. They need a quarterback and obviously got to find a coach. And and linebacker is a position they got some decisions to make um, with those two guys that have been there being free agents and the young bucks. I mean, do they roll with them? Like you said, um, man, good stuff, man. Um, number 10 is another Denver Bronco. Um, Jonathan Cooper, 76.8 points, 45% snap share, uh, 560 defensive. Oops. Sorry. 45% snap share, 457 defensive snaps, 
uh, 38 tackles, 22 solo, four tackles for loss, and two and a half sacks. Uh, Cooper was a seventh round pick out of Ohio State. Um, he's a he's an edge rusher. He's a pass rusher. You know, a uh, guy who flashed when when those guys they got obviously traded Von Miller and then um, you know Chubb got hurt and he, he was put in uh, put in action and played well for him. But he is a pass rusher. Um, that uh, you know he. He, he's a guy who flashed, you know, he played well when they needed him to. And um, I, I don't know going forward how much value he really has. I mean, obviously if he's a defensive lineman in, in your deeper leagues, he's got a little more value, but as a linebacker in, in the MFL, not real exciting, but, but yeah, certainly uh, nice to get that kind of production out of a seventh round pick, right. For the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great value. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what you want. I mean, yeah. Like, like we just said with Browning, with all the injuries that they had at the position, you know, yeah. they went into the season with uh, AJ and uh, Josie Jules, their starters, and to get them, you know, to lose both of them to injuries, you're yeah. starting, you're starting Browning, you're starting Cooper. Cooper was one that I just, I never really was high on. Um, I had I mean, like much a, higher. Well, yeah, Cooper's a, he's an outside linebacker though. He's a pass rusher. So, I mean. It's it was pure necessity with all the injuries and and whatnot, getting rid of or trading Miller Miller Von Miller away. He had to get snaps. And he played pretty well for a guy that they probably weren't counting on getting much out of. So, right. I mean, they had Miller. They had Malik Reed, who was hurt a little bit, dinged yep. up. So yep. that kind of hurt them. Um, but I do think once they traded Miller, that kind of yeah. hit opened the door for Cooper a lot. Sure, sure. Um, you know, four TFLs, two and a half sacks, not not wowing numbers, but yeah, you know, decent for, I guess, for a rookie. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Yep. Does he, do you think he makes that year two jump? I, I mean, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not really sure what, what they're going to do there at outside linebacker. Obviously Von Miller's gone, you know, Barry Chubb's got to stay healthy. Um, exactly. Could be a mix right now of Malik Reed and Jonathan Cooper. You know, I'm not not a guy I'm really really targeting. Um, obviously, nice to see him make a splash. He was a guy you could have got off waivers in a deeper league, throw him in your edge or DL slot, and got some nice production that, you know, for a week or two there. Um, but yeah, not not a whole lot to cover there in Cooper. Not that guy I'm really targeting. Um, whole lot, I guess. Let's real deep league. Uh, next guy's another edge rusher, but um, somebody with some. Big time potential, I think. And that's Joe yes. Tryon Tri- Shoyinka out of Tampa Bay. Uh, 73.5 points, 49% snap share, 560 total defensive snaps, uh, 29 tackles, 21 solos, five tackles for loss, four sacks, 10 quarterback hits. Um, yeah, I, I think Joe Tryon Shoyinka here is, you know, he's going to play that's going to going to get better and better. And I believe Jason Pierre-Paul is going to be a free agent. Um, so could really step into a nice pass rushing role there um, opposite of Shaq Barrett. Um, when when he was forced into action, he he, he flashed, man. And, uh, yeah, Pierre Paul is going to be a free agent. Um, Joe, you know, Tryon Shoyanka flashed a bit. I liked him coming out of Washington. He's got athleticism, length, and dude can win. Um, I, I like him going forward, and especially as a defensive lineman or edge. And he could – Depending on what the what the designations look like on MFL, he could be a guy that switches to a, even a defensive end or edge, you know, 
designation in the system, but um, he's a guy I really like, and I like him as a stash for year two for sure. Oh, gotcha. That's what I was about to say. He's a guy that I'm trying to aggressively go get right now in my mm-hmm. leagues. Um, yep. I mean, he showed flashes, like you said, like week four versus New England. Uh, played 85% of snaps, uh, 50 overall. But he had two tackles. Both of them were solo. Both of them were TFLs. Both of them were sacks. And he had four quarterback hits. So as a pass rusher, that's what you want. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you're looking for. Um, with JPP being a free agent, Shaq Barrett, you know, starting to age a little bit. Um, I think Joe Tryon is definitely the future there in Tampa Bay. Um, and I love the fact that they're working him in. And, I mean, looking at some of the numbers, especially down the stretch, he played, uh, let's see here, the last four weeks of the season, he played, uh, he made three starts, and he played uh, 74, 87, 90, and 52% of the snaps the last four weeks of the season with three starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that tells me, you know, they have a little confidence in him. They, they're getting, they're trying to see what they got. Um they got to bring JPP back, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think they might let him walk, and, and they got a lot of money invested in in Barrett. I mean, they got some decisions to make. You know, they're obviously they do. They do. Um, you know, they got they're still in it to win it here this year, and then they're going to address it. But um, they could let JPP walk and roll it with try and show Yanko. I, I could see it, and you know. Yeah, definitely. Would, yeah, I mean, it's there with the flashes. It's that's there. I mean, if JPP looks to break the bank, then he's gone. If he wants to take a team-friendly deal, then I think he comes back to Tampa. Because what did they do last year? What was it? They had 24, 25-something free agents. Yeah, yeah. And brought every freaking one Ran of them. it back. Run it back. Yeah. And they're, uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're playing Sunday. That's the Brady factor. Well, yeah. When you when you got Brady there, people want to come. They want to play there. Um, Your boy Dominican Sue, run it back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, monster right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you you think is that defense of a whole as a whole? You know, with Barrett and Sue and Vay, you got Levant or uh, yeah, Levante David and uh, Devin White. Devin White behind them. You got Antoine Winfield and Jordan Whitehead behind them. You've got. I believe Whitehead's going to be a free agent, so that's another one to watch. He played really well at the end of the season. So. Yeah, he did. And a huge um, hitter for them. He was like an enforcer him, for them back there. Him and him and Winfield are a really nice duo, man. They're they're a lot oh, yeah, of fun to watch too because it's oh, flying around. They'll lock just, you up, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. They make sure they don't happen, give a man. shit. They'll hit you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there's some. That's a good. Oh, I love nice to duo. watch that. Yeah. yeah, I love that because why? Yeah. It, it's almost like he this year the the light switch kind of went on for him. You know, he got Winfield in there with him. You know, you got David and uh, Devin White playing up front with that front four. Those mm-hmm. two safeties back there, man, they can just go get it. Just mm-hmm. go freaking get it, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we'll probably talk about try and show Yinka on the, when we talk about the edge and defensive end group as well. But like we said, right. with the other guys, he falls in the linebacker category this year. So threw him on the list. Um, number 12 is, uh, is a guy, you know, uh, Monty Rice from the Titans, uh, 55 points on the year, 27% of the defensive snaps, 179 total defensive snaps. 
um, 36 tackles, 17 solos. Um, we got to see Monty Rice a little bit this year. Then he got dinged up. Uh, they invested a third-round pick. I like I, I liked Monty Rice coming out of Georgia, and I, I'm going to keep it short and hand it over to you, the Titans guy. Um, I like him going forward with Rashawn Evans probably gone. I like him as a sneaky little stash. So, um, Yeah, I mean, people's asked me throughout the year, this season, and, you know, not that I know everything, but, you know, people come to me for Titan stuff. They come to you hey, for man, you, Packer yeah. stuff. But I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> Monty Rice and Zach Cunningham, if if he can continue through the playoffs here, I think that's there's a good chance that's your two linebackers. And Jam Brown's on a one-year deal. He's going to be a free agent after the year as well. So him and Evans he are He is both- a one-year – yeah, they're both, they're both like going to be free. I said this nauseum. They let Jalen Brown walk last year. Right. And he couldn't find the deal. They brought him back. Now, of course, it was with the elbow injury. Mm-hmm. That kind of hurt him. But mm-hmm. you know what? Jalen Brown was a healthy scratch last or the last week of the season. So that should oh, tell yeah. you something. Yeah. yeah. Rashawn yeah. Evans, rookie contracts up. They didn't sign him to that fifth-year deal. Yep. Declined the option. Yep. He's been a disappointment. So, yeah. I, honestly, I think both of those guys are out. I think yep. they're going to roll with Rice. I think that if Cunningham will take the deal, I think that's why he came to Tennessee because he played for Vrabel yep. Yep. in Houston as the defensive coordinator. Uh, I do think Tennessee looks in the draft. I do think they take a, a linebacker somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Jalen Brown, Rashawn Evans, what it, it's much cheaper to keep Cunningham – well, they, got da- they got David Long as well. I mean, let's not forget. Yes, David, David Long. Yes, let's not forget about David was- Long. He had a nice run there. He was really, uh, really took over as the lead guy, but then obviously got hurt. Right, and I think he got hurt and dinged up is what kind of hurt him a little bit. He missed yeah. a few weeks with injury, so I think that's your three guys. You're going to have yeah. Long. You're going to have Cunningham, and you're going to have uh, Monty Rice. And playing behind that front, Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons. Big Daddy Jeffrey Simmons. He's such a beast. You're going to have Harold Landry. You're going to have Bud Dupree out there. I just think those three linebackers, Cunningham, Rice, and Long, I think that's where we're going to go. And like I said, they may draft somebody, but the telling factor for me was two things. They didn't sign Evans to a fifth-year contract, and he's yeah. done nothing to yeah. say, hey, I deserve to be here, so he's right. gone. Right. Jalen Brown, I think they kind of brought him back because they needed somebody this year, but they were willing to let him go last year because of the injury, and then you've mm-hmm. got the healthy scratch the last week of the season. I think Not he's great. gone. Yeah. So I, I just think those two are done. I think uh, – so for Monty Rice, I mean, this is a great opportunity for him. Um I so I mean, like, be... like sneaky little, like we talking stash them and just kind of see how it plays out. Because I mean, there's a chance, right? So, I mean, if you can grab them, well, I, I sneak, think sneak them in, a... them into a deal, throw them in. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I think it's more of a, I think it's more of a sneaky chance. Yeah, I mean, I think right now is the perfect time to go get him. Absolutely. Right now is the perfect time to go get him, like you said, for pennies. Yeah, for pennies on the dollar. Stock yeah. market, IDP yeah. stock market, yeah. this is through the roof because yeah. you're never going to get him at a cheaper price than you are right now. 
Yeah. And he's probably going to be the starter. And if he's not, and you got him for pennies, well, you ain't all much. Yeah, you know, it's you ain't that much. But you low, look at low the risk, last, low risk. Uh, you know, with the with the chance of getting a nice reward out of it. And look at like, the last three like weeks. That. He started the last three games of the season. Well, or started weeks 10, 11, 12 before he got hurt. My bad. But he played over sixty percent of the snaps in all three games. 11, 8, and 5. 24 tackles in three games. Um, that's just way better than what Brown or Evans was doing at that point. Um, plus, he's on a rookie contract. David Long's still on a rookie deal. I think you re-signed Cunningham, and I think that's your three guys. So if you're making a trade, you need help at linebacker. I think you asked for Monty Rice. I think you can get him as a throw-in right now in mm -hmm. fantasy deals. Yeah, man, because I, I not, like that. Not a lot of people are going to know him or think much of him. Right now is mm -hmm. the time to go get him. Yeah, I dig it, man. Definitely good stuff there. Um, next guy on the list, number 13, uh, Garrett Wallow from the Texans. 46.5 points, 16% uh, of the defensive snaps on the year, 180 total defensive snaps, 23 tackles, 15 solos, two tackles for loss, and one sack. Um, Garrett Wallow, we didn't hear nothing out of him. And then, boom, week uh, 15, he makes a start, 11 tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, and a quarterback hit. 94% of the sap, snaps, 66 uh, total defensive snaps that week, and it was like, dang, you know, like just a just a banger of a week with all those guys hurt. Um, I liked Wallow um, coming out. I thought he was a guy I took in, a, in those deeper leagues we played. I took him late in a lot of drafts. Because I I like his skill set, you know he's he's he was a former safety, converted safety, um, you know he showed some ability, you know to to navigate the trash play against the run, and he's got some coverage ability as well, um, you know he's a pretty good athlete, and I thought yeah. he might he, I thought he might get a chance at some point to get some snaps, and then guys like like Kimu Grugier Hill really showed up this year, and, you know kind of put that to rest until later in the year when he got dinged up, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, when Wallow got a chance there late in the year, he kind of flashed some, some ability. So Yeah, Neville Hewitt had an impact down there for Houston for a little bit too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, Wallow, he made two starts on the season back-to-back, -back, right. uh, 15 tackles, eight solos, one TFL, one mm -hmm. sack. Um I'm curious to see what he will do with an increased role. Um, I don't know that he'll get it, but I would. Love I don't to know see that it. he will either. I'm just. I, curious I would love to see, to see what it. would happen. Yeah. Well, the one thing I'll, is, is I almost Neville, think Neville, Neville Hewitt's on a one-year deal. Agency. Right, Neville. I was just gonna say Neville Hewitt is gonna be a free agent. He was brought in a one-year deal. Camus Grugier Hill, who was a huge um, waiver ad this year at linebacker. Oh, he was Man, a monster. He was a one-year deal. Um, so they're going to be free agents. Do they bring Grugier Hill back? Do they not? Um, Neville Hewitt's just a guy. You know, he's probably yeah. going to go somewhere else. Um, Kirksey, you know, what do they do there? Um, is he a free agent as well? I think he's a one-year deal too, like the rest of them. I think he is. Um, yep, he'll be a – yeah, Kirksey's a free agent. So, I mean, if, if they just revamp that whole linebacker room and let those guys walk, I don't know. Kirksey played all right for him. Uh, obviously, Grugier Hill was – was uh, quite the emergence for him. I don't know. Who knows what they do? They're going to have a new coach, a new system. Maybe Wallow gets a shot. Maybe he doesn't. In those deep leagues, 
either you throw him on your taxi squad, throw him on the end of your roster, maybe see what happens. I like I like him as a player. Will he get a chance? Not a clue. You know, who knows what they're gonna do in Houston. But I mean, he, yeah, I mean, this is no idea, no clue. But can he play? Yeah, I mean, he flashed a little bit. I kind of liked him coming out of TCU. Throw him on the end of your bench, throw him in your taxi squad. If he does, if he never gets a chance, whatever. Um, but it was cool to see him flash for a week. Um, next guy on the list, um, player I was super high on. Still, still like him, but I'm not giving up hope. Uh, number fourteen. Yeah. Zayvon Collins, Arizona, 45.5 points, 20% of the defensive snaps, 220 total snaps, 25 tackles, 13 solo, one TFL, three pass defense. Um, I know we talked about this when uh, our buddy Mike Waller joined us, how Arizona just completely duped us again with the rookie linebacker deal. <laughs> they drafted Collins in the first round, and they were just like, he's going to play Mike. He's going to be our, our man in the middle, him and Isaiah Simmons. It is what it is. And it was Jordan Hicks. <laughs> you know, and it just they got us all. And Collins just didn't do much all year. Um, uh, certainly disappointing because, you know, we were, we were all pumped up. I know I was driving the uh, Zayvon Collins train pretty hard because I just really like him as a player and, and loved everything I was hearing coming out of Arizona about him having such a big role right off the jump. And it just didn't happen. And that is a lesson learned with these rookies is – it's fun to be excited about them, but don't expect a lot. You're one, no matter what they're saying. Um, it takes time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think Mike Parsons being always... the exception. <laughs> exactly. Um, kind of interesting that, you know, they drafted Isaiah Simmons the year before. Yep. And it was kind of the same thing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's kind of more seen a bigger role this year, but right. in the playoff going, playoff game i heard him say you know what he said isaiah simmons who plays at clemson he played linebacker corner and safety mm-hmm. he, he played everywhere heard him to say in the playoff game that he was a two down linebacker he played the early downs and then come off of the field on third down which right. when i heard that that freaking stunned me i was like oh wow here i'll, I'll lay out i'll lay out isaiah simmons's snaps for you um, oh wow! Defensive snaps, crazy. Defensive snaps played a thousand twenty-four defensive snaps on the season, okay. inclu- including the wild card game. Two hundred and thirty-seven at defensive line. Five hundred ninety-six in the box. A hundred and ninety, a hundred and sixty-five at slot corner. Mm. So, about half of them in the box, and then you know two thirty plus at D line. 160 plus at slot corner tells you. I mean, it's almost like they don't know what to do with him in a way. It's it's just he can he can do a lot of things. He's he's quite the the physical specimen, man. But uh, yeah, you know, does that necessarily going to equate to big IDP production? I mean, not if he's not sitting in the box racking up tackles as a linebacker. I mean, I like Isaiah Simmons. Is he going to be an elite option? I'm not sure. Depending on, I love them as a player coming to Clemson. I still like him as a player, but. You know. Right, but I mean, well, if he's coming off the field on third downs, that's a um, that's a red flag. I mean, that's an that's an issue for fantasy managers. You, you want a linebacker that's going to be on the field all three he only, downs. He only played nineteen snaps in the wild card game. Yeah, see, I mean, yeah. I heard that they were like, "Well, he's coming off the field." You know, he's yeah. a two down guy, and I said, like, "Wow." Yeah. 
I wouldn't guess that, but right. I mean, I still like Simmons, but let's uh, back to Collins. Um, I wanted to ask Collins. You. I'm holding. I, I think so, you have to, but with the draft capital that you have invested in him, you mm-hmm. almost have to hold him right now because if you're trying to trade him, you're going to get lowballed right now. Right. Absolutely. I mean, they're they're going to lowball the shit out of you on him right now. So you're going to get the old. He didn't do anything. You're one. Exactly. I'll take him off your hands for a third round pick or whatever fourth round pick. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Jordan Hicks has got one year. He's got a potential out this year. They were talking about moving on from him before the season via trade, whatnot. Ended up being him playing a bunch a bunch of snaps and Collins not playing much. So we'll see if, if Hicks does move on and they do transition Zayvon Collins into that Mike uh, lead man role. Um, I still like his talent. I like – um, I like what he brings to the table. I think he can excel at that role, and I'm definitely holding. And if I can get him at a discounted price on somebody who's impatient, I'm all over it. So I'm, I'm hoping you oh, yeah, too. Sure. You know, we were. I was one of the guilty of it, being overly excited about him. And you know, Arizona was saying all the, the right things about him, leading us to think he was going to be a big impact right away, and he wasn't. But I think year two could be a different story, especially if Hicks is out of the picture. It it, it unmuddies the water a little bit for us. But I like Collins. Um, a lot as a player. I think he's got a lot to offer. So you're holding as well? Yeah, and, I, you know, I was on with um, – as a guest on a podcast the other night, and they were asking um, what's one lesson that you've learned this season, and this ties yeah. into what we're talking about. Yeah. you got to be patient with rookies, especially IDP. Not mm-hmm. everybody's going to be Micah Parsons – just setting the world on fire. Uh, I think with rookies, a lot of times you've got to pump the brakes. You got to be patient. You got to be willing to see this through. No matter what kind of draft capital you got in, I think a lot of times as fantasy managers, we're like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be this. And then it doesn't turn out. And then we're ready to ship them off for, you know, less than what we got for it. And, and I and I'm guilty of it. I've done mm-hmm. it myself. I'm like, you know what? I drafted so and so. He didn't quite have the season. You're kind of impatient now in redraft. That's a different thing. But in dynasty, you got to be patient because I'm seeing it more and more, especially with the COVID, with the injuries, um, with the extra game now. I think you need to be patient with your rookies. Let mm-hmm. them. Ju- if you got the room, just taxi squads, especially if you got taxi squads. Just let them sit there. Just mm-hmm. let them freaking sit there. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take low ball offers. If you believe in your player, Zayvon Collins, I'm I'm I believe in him. I'm I'm not gonna just ship him off because the season didn't work out. Because um, I think you've got to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I think I think when you start here year when you start hitting year three or four. Then I think there's some concern there. Yeah, if you don't um, see any progression this year, um, right. def- definitely a red flag. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, man, it's uh, it's good stuff. I really dig it, and I, I totally agree with you. I got to be patient and lesson yep. learned. You know, you know, we get excited about the rookies because it's exciting. We we, it's, it's fun to scout them, and it's fun to draft them, and it's fun to have you know and the- have money roster. And but just at the end of the day, they're not they're not going to be huge producers for you. Right, and this time of year, right now, most most of the times, so there is the exception, but most of the time, you're not going to get, 
you know, the production you're really you're expecting. Right. And, and this time on. of year, we're hitting draft season already. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the new shiny toys that's coming out. So it's so easy to forget the guys like Zayvon Collins. Oh, he didn't yep. produce. I'm going to get rid of him so yep. I can get a pick and grab so-and-so. Yep. Right now is the time to go get guys like Zayvon Collins. Right now is the time to go get, you know. Monty Rice. Monty Rice. Exactly. Throw him in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, make an offer, throw him in as, a, as an add-in. Mm-hmm. You're going to reap the rewards long-term because yeah. I think they're those guys are they're on the cusp. Yeah. No, I think, as, like you said, uh, it's a good point with draft season coming up here. We'll be talking about yep. the next group coming in. So it's a good time to just reflect on the review of the class that was. And, and Right. You know, I mean, we're saying it right the, now, right? People yeah. are already all over this draft class and next year's. It's mm-hmm. all about the draft picks right now. They're loading mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So, it's, you it's know, a fun, I'm, it's I'm, a fun time of year, but that's, that's <laughs> definitely what, you know, what, what it's all about right now. <laughs> Um, last guy on the list, um, Nick Neiman out of Iowa um, for the for the Chargers. He was a sixth round pick for them. He only played. He scored thirty nine points. Only played sixty defensive snaps. Uh, Twenty two tackles, fifteen solos, and interception. Um, I've not a whole lot to cover here. I don't see much of a reason to talk too much about Nick Neiman. I guess didn't make much of an impact. Played a little bit here and there. Um, I, I don't know. I not a guy I'm targeting anywhere. No, I'm not really targeting him. Well, you um, probably are because he's from Iowa. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> uh had to get that in there. Yeah. I get it. Um he's more of a just a backup, really. Yeah. So I mean um, solid special teamer backup. IDP yeah, plays not... a lot of special teams look like he's paying playing. 25 plus percent yeah or 25 plus reps per game yeah a lot of special teams 80, reps. Yeah. yeah 80 i would say 80 85 percent of the special team reps um yep. but an interesting note he played three games where he had 13 percent or more of the defensive reps uh which i know is not a lot but as a rookie do you want to know what his missed tackle rate was? Go ahead. Fire away. He did not miss one tackle. He also wasn't out there much, so the sample size is pretty – the he sample wasn't. size is way too small for me to even worry Oh, yeah, about of it. course the sample size is way too small, but I think that's interesting that he didn't miss a tackle. Right. I mean, you're looking at uh, – let's see here. You're looking at uh, – 66 total snaps. Yeah. Defensively, not special teams, just defensively. Mm-hmm. He didn't miss a tackle. I mean, that's like you said, it's a small sample size, but still that's that's kind of encouraging. That gets you a look. You know, if if you're if you're a team and you, you've got a rookie, you don't miss a tackle, you're like, you know what, he's pretty fundamentally sound. Do we give him a bigger role? Do we you know, do yeah. we let him have more? And this is, this is the Chargers. Yeah, they're they're super frustrating to deal with. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm just you know Nick Demons just not not a not somebody I'm. With that said, I would have not guessed if you asked me the top fifteen rookies in our listener league, 
he would not have been in that group. I yeah, when I, saw, I wouldn't yeah. have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. He he fell. I mean, he played a lot of special teams, made some tackles. He got a pick. Yeah, made made a few plays here and there, but not overly excited about him. But that um that wraps it up, man. That is uh the the rookie LB group from this past season, the top fifteen scores in our IDP Nation Listener League. So um, yeah, can't wait. Good stuff. Can't wait till next week when we. What do you want to do? Defensive ends. I'll, I picked linebackers this week. I'll let you pick next week. All right, let's go defensive ends next week. Okay. I know that kind of ties into some of our edge rushers, but. Yep. We'll we'll go defensive ends and break that down. Um okay. I think there's a lot of good info there. I mean, you killed it this week with that. Great idea, man. Oh, hey, thanks, buddy. No, it was uh, you know, I like you said, this time of year is just something to look at, you know, the rookies in the previous season and see some guys yeah, you might well, want to target. And well, when you mentioned it, I was like, you know, the season's quickly coming to an end here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have most of the offseason to break down the incoming rookie class and this yep. stuff like that. So let's go ahead and do a review mm-hmm. of last year's rookies, which I think is is huge. So we can help our listeners out, you know, who to buy, who to look for, who to trade for, who to sell. So, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, man. I I dig it. Um, I think that's a lot of fun talking about these guys, too, and our, you know what we're looking for going forward out of them. Um, and then the last thing I got here is uh, last week we made our wild card round picks. So I thought, hey, let's uh, let's go divisional around here and make our picks. And we got a couple of big games that we're pretty oh. invested in. So, um, yeah, divisional round picks. Who you got? First game. Tomorrow, tighten up. Big- Tomorrow's a big day for us, Kyle. It is, man. It's a big day. Oh, I don't, last I week, don't know. I don't know week, if me and you want to talk tomorrow. Yeah, right. Last week uh, we, we talked about how we got to take it easy, didn't have too much to yeah. worry about. This can, week, can we go back to last week? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but yep, yeah. But yeah, we've got uh, my Titans are minus three and a half versus the Bengals. Yeah, this Their was DraftKings. This was DraftKings. This is DraftKings uh, earlier in the day, so this is midday. What yeah, the line was, and, and um, thanks, Lauren. Appreciate you listening. Uh, thanks, Lauren. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Anytime you got questions or trades or anything, hit us up. Um, real quick, you mentioned they're three and a half. This is coming off DraftKings. Yep. Um, real quick, if you're one of our spot, if you're one of our listeners, you live in the state of Tennessee. If you go over to Action 24-7, which is one of our sponsors, you can get Tennessee at minus three right now. You don't have that hook on them, mm. which is huge. I'd rather not yeah. have the hook. Yeah. Yeah if, you want, yeah, if you want to hit those lines in there, go ahead. I just pulled that earlier today. So. Yeah, well, I just thought that interesting because yeah. they had tweeted that out, and I was like, mm. So I went over and put a little – I put a little down on Tennessee at minus three All without right. that hook. But, um, man – how interesting is this? Me and you on a Saturday, both teams <laughs> swinging blows. Um, yeah. I think Tennessee wins this week. I think they're going to be hopped up. I think uh, King Henry Cincinnati's, back. Yeah, you're getting Henry back. Cincinnati's just kind of glad to be there despite what they say. They broke a 31-year playoff win streak. Um, they're tough, though. That's a good team. Th- they're tough. You guys think, better cover. Yeah, yeah. I think Tennessee wins this week. I think next week is maybe where we have problems. Um, So I'm taking Tennessee this week. I kind of alluded to it earlier. 
your boys better your boy Aaron Rodgers better not screw me over or we're gonna have problems. <laughs> so I'm I'm taking the Packers and the points this week at minus five and a half. Like I said earlier, I did not know that he had never beat San Francisco in the playoffs. He's 0-4. Yeah. So that's got me a little concerned. Yeah. Um but I still think uh Green Bay's the better team. Um so that's on Saturday, that's my two pick. Titans and Green Bay. So here we go, Kyle. Yeah, man. Uh, no, I'm I'm with you. I got. If you pick got, Cincinnati, I'm firing your ass right now. <laughs> um, no, I I got I got the Titans in that one. Um, I I definitely like the fact uh, you guys are playing well. You you know, you, you earn the one seed and then you get King Henry back. Whether however many snaps he gets and, and how many touches he gets, it's going to make an impact as well to go with Tannehill and AJ Brown and Julio and the rest of the gang there. Um. So I I, got, I like your Titans and um, obviously I'm taking the Packers. Um, like Lambo, it's cold. We're playing well. We're the one seed. Like you got to get it done. This this just feels like it. It, it feels like it's got to be the year. And um, I, I'm going with the Packers. Obviously there. It I, it's going to be a tough game though. It's a tough matchup. Um, I think both games are going to be good. And um, but yeah, I'm going to go Titans and obviously I got to go with my Packers. Cool, cool. All right, so that's the Saturday slate. Then Sunday, Buccaneers minus two and a half versus the Rams. Chiefs minus two versus the Bills. Mm. These two were the two hardest games for me to <laughs> try to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Rams got the Bucks earlier in the season. Yep. And it's one thing to beat. Brady and the Bucks, or just beat Brady, period, in the regular season. You get him in the playoffs, that's, he's a different animal, man. And I don't – I'm not – I know the Rams are hot, but, you know, they got Cam Akers back. They got Shawnee Michelle. You know, they got OBJ. They got Cooper Cup. They got Stafford. But I don't – I don't – that defense with Donald and them, I'm taking Brady. Uh, when you're that good, you have to show me. And I just don't think the Rams are going to go to Tampa and win. It's one thing to win in your home at in L.A., but uh, playoffs on the road against Brady, I'm taking Brady. Um, Green Bay, Kansas – or not Green Bay, Buffalo, Kansas City – Ooh, this is going to be a dog fight. Hmm. This is just going to be a slugfest. What a matchup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's literally a toss-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you got to pick C- one. Yeah, you you got <laughs> CEH back. You got Mahomes. You got Tyreek Hill. Jarek McKinnon man, showed up out of nowhere and just started balling he did, last he week. Did. Wow. But, man, you know what? Josh Allen. Josh Allen he's awesome. Against the Patriots, he was just he flat out awesome. Steamrolled New England. Like the thing is, is he he's six five, two forty, and when he takes off and runs, like you just like I I I'm always like God, I forget he's that fast. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, he's, he's a big boy. I mean, he's a big he's, boy, but he's such an athlete, man. He's got an absolute yeah. rocket for an arm. He's got Stefan Diggs. He's got Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. Devin um, Singletary's playing really well, too. Yep, Singletary's running, playing well. That defense is playing well. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to take Buffalo. I think I think Buffalo's the play here. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to take uh, Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Okay. I we're going to be opposite here. I'm taking the Rams. Oh no. So I'm taking the Rams. I just, I, I obviously, it's tough to even pick against Tom Brady because he is the man, and I agree, he's the goat. I mean, the dude just wins, and it's tough. Like TB twelve, he is like this. Not I. Tom Brady's the man. He's the goat. But um, I, I don't know. I just got this sneaky feeling the Rams. They they got Cam Akers back. That you know, like you said, Sony Michelle as well. They're running the ball really well. Um, Stafford looked pretty good last game. You know. As long as he eliminates those interceptions, he was you know, those turnovers he had at the end of the year. But the dude Stafford can chuck it. Um, OBJ is getting acclimated in that offense really well right now. I mean, they're using him, and Cooper Cup is just fantastic. Uh, Higby, and that defense. I mean, Aaron Donald's just a monster. Von Miller had had a sack this last week. He was making plays. Uh, Ramsey's obviously. I mean, the safeties being banged up is an issue, obviously, but. Um, I don't know. I just got this sneaky feeling the Rams are going to pull it off, so I'm taking the Rams. And it's not nothing against Tom Brady and the Bucks. I think it's going to be a really good game, and I'm just going to I'm just going to go with the Rams. I'm going to throw a little ching on it too. Oh, oh I can't hey, with you. Hey, you can't if agree all was, the time. I know, I know. But if this was in Los Angeles, I, I would agree with you. This is on the road. Stafford's not used to this. He. he I mean, he played in Detroit for years and never even got there. This this is a different ball game here. Oh no, this I is not I'm some not, regular I'm not season. My, I'm not betting my kids' college tuition on this or anything. I'm, no, I, I get that, but I'm just saying. Uh, I just I, I'm just not going to bet against Brady. He's done. I, I got a hard time betting against him. It's too many team, yeah. teams. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, his offensive line's kind of banged up," and. Antonio Brown just had a meltdown and this, that, and the other. Godwin's gone. This Don't is matter. where Brady thrives, man. Yeah. When you start freaking counting him out, yeah. I, 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 like I said, this is nothing against Brady. I ain't no slander Brady. I'm just, I'm just got the sneaky feeling the Rams are gonna pull it off. I don't, it, you know, I gotta go yeah, against the grain good. a little bit here. Gotta go against. The I, I get you. But him and Gronk, man, they're they're freaking. They're going to put on a freaking show this weekend. You it's going to be a good game. I, yeah, it's yes, going to be sir. a good game. I'm going to give. And, this. and the, if you're a gambling type, whatever the over is, and I think it was forty eight and a half the last time I saw it, I'd smash that. I would freaking smash the over. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. This is going to be a high score. This may be the high scoring game of the week. Could be. Uh, the Chiefs Bills should be a pretty good one too. Um, yeah, so in the Chiefs Bills, I agree with you. I mean, it's a toss up. I like both teams yeah. a lot. I like both quarterbacks. I'm a big Josh Allen fan, Mahomes fan. We talked about the offensive weapons on the Bills. The Chiefs obviously have Terry Kill, Kelsey, um, Jerick McKinnon was fantastic last week. I mean, Brian Pringle caught a touchdown. Nicole Hardman had a big catch. I mean, they were kind of just, but I mean, obviously Hill and Kelsey are the, are the big ones, and Mahomes dishing it out. Um, this is a toss up. I like both teams. Both defenses are pretty solid right now. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And don't feel that great about it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I just, I, I, I'm not hating on it. I mean, that's, yeah. I really think this is the biggest toss up of the week right here. This I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch this game. 
Let's just hope me yeah. and you can sit back and watch this last game Sunday night coming off victory Saturday. Oh. Maybe be just a little bit hungover, but but be Oh, I'm sure we'll be hungover. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> win or lose. Maybe be just a little bit hungover, but like get to enjoy the game coming off a of win hungover. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we have to win, Kyle. We have gotcha. to win. Gotcha. Uh, Next week's show. This is going to be ugly. It's going to be so ugly if we don't win. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, we've made our picks. We'll uh, hopefully we're right. We'll uh, bounce back uh, next week because this is conference championship week next week. Yep. So, big games here. So, uh, but, yeah, lots going on. Like I said, Thank you for Trophy Smack and all the mm-hmm. rings. Absolutely. Guys, so cool. So cool. I will be reaching out sometime this week, seeing who our winners was. I'll be reaching out to you, getting your mailing address so I can mail these to you. Um, I wanted to get them on the show tonight and promote them, show them off. So we thank Trophy Smack. Like I said, trophies, plaques, um, rings, belts. They've even got stuff for losers. Um, be sure to check them out. Go over to our Twitter handle, IDP Nation. Check out the link there. Um, use that discount and get you something nice for your uh, your league winners. And it doesn't have to be football. It can be baseball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever. They've got all kinds of stuff. Uh, speaking of listener leagues, MFL.com. We appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sponsor our listener leagues, our Davy IDP Grind Campus to Canton, both of our IDP Nation listener leagues. We thank them for that. Um, we had a little man. message pop up in the comments. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, we did? Oh, yeah, we did. Look at you. Oh, that's that's a low blow, Kyle. No, that's that's from Dan. He's in our listener league. I know he's in our listener league, yeah. but I didn't see that. You wanted me to bring that up just on purpose. I know how you work. I was, Dan Toss says, go Bengals. Sorry, No, Darryl. I thought you should address it. I ain't trying to do nothing. I'm just uh, – you should address it. You That's know all. what? I'm sorry to you, um, Dan, because uh, the Bengals are going down. <laughs> Henry's back. Winter is here. <laughs> I don't want to hear – I don't want to hear one word when he stiffs on – stiff arms somebody into oblivion. Go just ask Josh Norman <laughs> what that feels like. So, yeah. Oh, man. We got to win this week. I can't hey. come back on here next week if they lose and listen to uh, these Bengals fans berate me. I can't do it. It's Yeah, it's not going to be good, man. Not going to be good. So, let's just both go get wins and, uh, you know. Yeah, we'll, let's uh, just wrap this well, virtual up. high five. Yeah, Virtual high five. You know, come tomorrow night about this time, me and Kyle's going to be living the life of Riley. Yep. We're going to yep. be three sheets to the wind, enjoying our win, and the rest of y'all mm. just, you know, y'all can just suck it because <laughs> we're the cream of the crop right now. <laughs> it's Tennessee. It's Green Day. This is where it's at. The rest of y'all are insignificant. <laughs> Tell them, Kyle, don't be ashamed. <laughs> don't be ashamed. Oh, man. Here's something else. <laughs> Just saying. It's over. Henry's back, baby. Just tighten it up, man. Hey, it's, Tune it's in always tomorrow tight. evening. It, it, 
Find me on Twitter. It's going to be lit tomorrow. I promise you. Ooh-wee. Oh, I know it will be. I ain't got no lies to tell. There's going to be some shit freaking talking tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I may even shit talk for you. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, yeah. Maybe not Rogers, but for you, I will. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You'd even do that for me. You'd, you know, that's. Yeah. I'm just saying, if they screw me over tomorrow night. Yeah. Ooh, it's not going to be good, guys. Oh, I won't be happy either. Just know that. So, in well, yeah, multiple ways. <laughs> as a fan, as a better. So. But yeah, I love it. Dan Toth, thank you. Um, I love the banter. Mm -hmm. Apparently you're a big, you're, apparently you're a big Bengals fan. So, you know, I had to crush your dreams. You, you know, you broke your streak 31 years without a playoff win. You know, you got that. That's nice. You know, congratulations. Enjoy that. We'll see you in 2022. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you're just a speed bump in our way right now. Well, hey, yeah. big day, big day tomorrow. We'll wrap it wait. up here, and hopefully we. You know, I got to work in the morning. Oh man! But I'm gonna be home by about probably ten or eleven a.m. And then it's on. And it's freaking on, baby! I have done stock up. This is happening. This is going down. Oh yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I'm sure uh, once once you get. <laughs> Get home, it, and I'm taking receipts. Don't don't think I ain't. I'm keeping receipts. I know that's how you roll. That's how I roll, baby. Yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> you know, people can say what they want. You know, Lauren, she's like, I, "Tall boys," I say. This was from earlier. She said, "Tall boys," I say. You know what? I commented right back to her. I said, "That's that's the only way I roll." <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I roll, straight up. Awesome. No shame in my game. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think I've had it, it since I've been doing this. It's been nothing but tall boy Budweisers, and oh, I don't yeah. think I've. Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't Mickey mess around with that freaking yeah. bullshit. Uh, -uh. no <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, that's 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 a fact. You hold true. <laughs> hey, love me or leave me. I ain't fake, brother. <laughs> but yeah, sure. we uh, seriously we've goofed off here long enough. Yep. Um, once again, thank you for Trophy Smack so yep. much. Thank you so much. We'll be reaching out to our league winners, getting these, uh, getting your addresses and sending these rings out. Uh, we thank you, NFL. We thank you, Action 24-7. Uh, if you're a Titans fan, go over there and do that. Minus three while you can still get it. Um, thank them for all of our their support and helping us out. We thank all of you for listening. Yep. Uh, watching. Um, Kyle, I kind of enjoy this going live. I don't know. It's uh, fun. No, it is. It's yeah. fun. So yeah. me and you will talk about this. Maybe this might be something we try to do going forward if you want. Um, yeah. I know a lot of times our jobs get in the, in the way, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah. Oh. I do have Chase. Old Henry will be asking for an autograph. See, see me and Dan, the, see, he's already poked the bear here. This. <laughs> You bet. You better help him, Kyle. You better help him. Oh, hey, man, you, you, got, you guys got you guys got to you guys got to keep the banter going back and forth, and then the game's gonna play out, and then you guys can you know. 
this is going to get nasty between now and tomorrow. I'm just saying. That's what makes it fun, though, man. It's a big game. You got, you know. You I hate to your- be a dream crusher. I hate to be that. That's what's going to happen. That's why they play the game. We'll see. I'm crushing somebody's dreams. I hate that. I, I get it. I get it. I get where you're coming from, but hey, man, let you guys, you know, have your banter and, and the game will play out and we'll let's see I like what happens. It I, I like it. Oh, man. yeah. He's got some cojones. He's coming uh, at me. I like right. it. He ain't scared. Oh, he ain't scared. He's coming right for him, like man. It. We'll see. We'll continue this on, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we thank y'all for listening. We thank y'all for watching. Uh, yep. Let us know if you like this live stuff. Um, I know. As always, it will be audio will be for the podcast and you can listen to it anytime. But uh, if you like the live stuff, let us know. And if that uh, works out, we'll try to do some more of this. Uh, as always, if you've got any questions, uh, any trades, whatever, feel free to hit us up. You mm-hmm. can file, you can find me at Hollywood Titan on Twitter. You can file Kyle at, at KB at K Bell. Bell. Belf 54. Yeah. And uh, we're always glad to help you out, answer questions, DM us. You can find us at idpguys.org. Mm-hmm. Um, go check us out on Patreon. We have got a ton of stuff coming out on Patreon uh, Draft College, uh, Debbie, NFL. Um, a lot of good stuff going over there. We appreciate all you all. Yeah, um, absolutely. Lots of good stuff, and I'm working on a couple more things, so uh, stay tuned, stay with us. Um, as soon as I get those uh, things under wraps, I'll be unveiling those too, but uh, got anything else you want to say, Kyle? Promote? Whatever. Oh, I just want to say thanks, everybody, for listening and tuning in. Absolutely. And, and um, Yeah, man, it's a lot of fun, and um, uh, good luck this weekend to everybody who's got – Fantasy lineups and playoff leagues, bets on the line, or just rooting for the favorite team. Um, but yeah, definitely appreciate all the, the trophy smack doing the rings for the listener leagues. Appreciate everybody that participates, and uh, like I said, appreciate everybody that tunes in and listens. Man, we definitely appreciate your support. So, yeah, and we do have fun. We we love the interaction. You know, the BS and back and forth. Uh, our Patreon chat, our ID, our IDP Nation Listener League chats, uh, and just in general, and on Twitter or wherever, hit us up. We love uh, talking and BSing with you. And uh, with that, I guess we're done for the night, Kyle. That's it, man. Hey, tomorrow's a big day. We got to get some sleep. <laughs> well, I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get, but tomorrow is a big day. And I've been training for this moment. Yeah, for sure. I plan I plan to be in rare form tomorrow. Oh, I'm willing to bet. So yeah, wide open tomorrow. Yep. Yep. Pull the choke, hit hit the cord and go. Yeah, I'm I'm firing bullets right out the gate tomorrow, yep. man. Anybody yep. and everybody wants some, come get some. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but yeah, we thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all for watching. Let us know what you want to hear want us to talk about and we will be back next week yep peace out tighten up go go pack yeah go pack go Uh, go pack go let's go god
I can't believe it. I'm fucked. Really? I have to freaking depend on Aaron freaking Rodgers. Really? I swear to God, Kyle, if he, if he freaks me over tomorrow, it's not going to be nice. Hey, man, just, you know, don't, don't have that negative attitude right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm warning you now. I will I, burn. You've warned me plenty. Down. Don't have that negative okay. attitude. Just saying. Positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. Your bags now. Positive thoughts. I'm trying. This goes against everything I believe in. Positive thoughts. Jesus. There you go. There you go. Later, people. Later. <laughs>